Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. Al-Mulakhis al-Fiqhi after finishing the uh, chapter in the kitab on uh, chapter of Tiyammum the rulings of Tiyammum we now come to Bab Fi Ahkam Izalat al-Nijasa Bab Fi Ahkam Izalat al-Nijasa the chapter concerning the rulings of the removal of impurities or impurity those impure substances now so we listen ta'ala to the Sheikh Sheikh Salah al-Fawzan al-Fawzan ta'ala and then the translation الحمد لله وحده الصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده نبينا محمد وآله وصحبه وبعد أيها المستمعون الكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وبعد فكما أنه مطلوب من المسلم أن يكون طاهرا من الحدث إذا أراد الصلاة فكذلك مطلوب منه طهارة البدن والثوب والبقعة من النجاسة قال تعالى وثيابك فطهر وأمر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المرأة بغسل دم الحيض من ثوبها مما يدل على استراط طهارة الثوب للصلاة أما كان الأمر كذلك تطلب منا أن نلقي الضوء على هذا الموضوع وهو موضوع إزالة النجاسة عارضين لأهم أحكامه فجاء أن ينتفع بذلك من يسمعه ويبلغه من إخواننا المسلمين ولقد كان الفقهاء رحمهم الله يعقدون لهذا الموضوع بابا خاصا يسمونه باب إزالة النجاسة أي تطهير موارد النجاسة التي تطرأ على محل طاهر من الثياب والأواني والفرش والبقاع ونحوها والأصل بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم A Muslim is legally required to be pure from minor and major ritual impurities in order to perform prayer he is also commanded to purify his body, clothes, and remove any spot of impurity. Allah says, and your clothing purify. The Prophet ﷺ commanded a woman to wash the menstrual blood from her garment. With this in mind, it is our duty to shed more light on this issue, namely the removal of impurity, illustrating the most important related rulings hoping that it may benefit Muslims. The Fuqaha, may Allah have mercy on them, used to specify a separate chapter in their volumes entitled, A Chapter on the Removal of Impurity, i.e. the removal of the impurities that afflict pure objects, such as clothes, utensils, sheets, floors, etc. Uh, you have a footnote. Those, those who have the, the book. The, sh the Sheikh here referred to um, a hadith after mentioning uh, some of the proofs, just, just uh, two. Uh, the ayah in the Quran, in Surah Al-Muddathir, and your garment purified. But the Sheikh also mentioned the, uh, the fact that the Messenger of Allah, he ordered a woman 
he ordered her uh, to wash the blood from her garment, the blood of menstruation. And the footnote is there for those who seek the, the proof for that. Hadith that is muttafaq alayh, hadith which is agreed upon with regards to its authenticity. The hadith recorded by Al-Bukhari Muslim, the hadith of Asma bint Abi Bakr, wherein uh, a woman came to the Prophet and said, Araita ihdana idha asaba thawbuha uh, addam, addam min al uh, She asked the Prophet that uh, one of us, if uh, there is blood, menstrual blood, that uh, uh, falls onto uh, our garment, kayf tasna'a, what does she do? What does, what does she do? What does a woman do in this situation? فَقَالْ فَالْتَقْرُسْحُ نَعَمْ ثُمَّ تَنْضَحُ بِمَا ثُمَّ تُصَلِّ فِيهِ ثُمَّ لَتُصَلِّ فِيهِ The Prophet said that basically she should, she should wash it, she should rub it and, and wash it um, and then pray in it. And so this is a proof to show how we must remove the najasa. We must remove the impurity even on the garments. And so the Sheikh he mentioned this to uh, show the proof for this. And this is the, the habit and the norm with the scholars that uh, they use proofs for everything in the religion. Our religion is a religion which is complete and clear. There are proofs for, for even such matters as this. Now. والأواني والفروش والبقاع ونحوها والأصل الذي تزال به النجاسة هو الماء فهو الأصل في التطهير لأن الله وصفه بذلك كما في قوله تعالى وينزل عليكم من السماء ماء ليطهركم به والنجاسة So just on this point, just on this point, uh, Sheikh, he mentioned that the origin, the origin uh, with regards to the removal of najasa, of impurity, is, that is done by way of alma, water. Now, this is the origin, and the Sheikh, he mentioned the verse to prove that, um, but then the discussion arises whether najasa, can be removed with other than water, with other than water. And this is something that many of us need to know because we have so many uh, uh, cleaning products these days. Mm. And so, does it, is it, um, and other ways, not just يعني, by hand, maybe by machine, by, uh, by, by um, يعني, steam, mm. by steam and so on. And so this is something that uh, yeah, is, is, is discussed by the scholars. Uh, and there is a difference of opinion. There's a difference of opinion. Those who say that um, uh, the only thing that purifies and removes a najasa is water. It's the only thing. And then there are those who say, yeah, it's not just water, but whatever has the same effect 
and removes يعني المهم which is important is that the najasa is removed by whatever means or by whatever substance so from the scholars those who said that uh, it is only water that removes impurity and uh, from them al-Sheikh Abdul Aziz Ibn Baz rahimahullah the author of the book which we began with Al-Durus Al-Muhimma al-Sheikh Abdul Aziz Ibn Baz the former mufti of Saudi Arabia uh, he said that uh, the uh, najasat that the impure substances are not purified illa bil ma except with water illa mastathna except for that which is an exception and there's common exception for so uh, the sheikh mentioned that the, the an exception is the dubar when a person purifies himself after uh, relieving himself uh, we know we've studied this already in this kitab when making istinja and when one relieves himself he can use water but also he can use stones he can use stones he can use stones and so the sheikh he mentions that this here purifies istijmar the use of stones it purifies uh, um, so here the sheikh mentioned it's the origin and the only thing that purifies is water except for this exception that has come which is uh, the use of stones sheikh uh, al-albani rahimahullah holds the same position holds the same position that uh, it is only water. It is only water, and, and the impure substances can only be removed uh, using uh, water. Other than water, those ma'at, uh, those fluids and whatever there is, um, liquids, fluids, um, they cannot purify, even if they are pure within themselves. Even if they are pure within themselves, they don't purify. Now, um, as for Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, rahimahullah, he holds that other than water does purify. And this, Wallah Ta'ala, seems to be the stronger position. Position of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, likewise, um, Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, he holds this to be the stronger position. Uh, Abu, Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, um, they hold this to be the stronger position. And so, Yani, so long as the najasa is removed, whether that is, uh, yani, um, whether that is with petrol, petroleum, whether that is with benzene, oil, whether that is, yani, bishams, uh, the sun and the wind, whether that is bukhar, uh, steam, yani, so long as the najasa is removed. Then, regardless if that thing that purified, that substance that purified the impure uh, object or the impure substance, then it takes the ruling of it being purified. It takes the ruling of, of it being purified. And so the chef, he mentioned, uh, he mentioned a nice point, and he said that the najasa, the najasa itself, the impure substance, um, it is not what is intended in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Meaning that the izalat najasa laysat min bab al-ma'mur. That the removal of, imp- of impurity is not from the angle of yani, uh, a command. And it's not from those affairs that 
similar to, it's not, it is not like those affairs that we're being commanded to do. Yani, meaning, it is not the case that we must go out and about in our lives and remove every single impure substance, whenever we see it. It is not what is intended in itself, but rather it is from the angle of يعني, um, protecting oneself from that which harms. In particular, when it comes to worship and when it comes to um, those things that need to be purified, which are connected to our actions of worship. So your thought, your, your body itself, your thought, the place where you pray. Yeah, uh, the, the the removal of the of, of the of the impurity is not what is intended in itself. And so the Sheikh mentions that whatever removes that impurity, as long as it does the job, as long as long as it has the same effect, then that is sufficient and it can be used. Now and the Sheikh he rebuts the first position those who say. It is only water that has been mentioned. Sheikh, he mentions that there's a principle. There's a principle, and that principle is that um, the fact that there's no evidence mentioned to show that, that the sun, for example, can purify, or the wind, or uh, those other things that we mentioned, petroleum and so on, steam. The fact that those evidence and those matters haven't been mentioned doesn't mean that they don't purify. And the water itself, the يعني, the, uh, the, the, the factor within water, or that element within water which purifies, may not be known to us. What is it exactly that within the water that purifies? And that factor could also be present in something else. Couple that with the fact that it is not the Izalat and Nijasa in and of itself that we're being commanded to do. It's not from the angle of yani, worship and so on. But that is to protect ourselves from harm and, and those things which, which affect our worship, which is the thing that we've been commanded itself. Hmm? The Salah and so on. So the Sheikh he mentions this and uh, he says, and he gives an example um, how. Uh, the Bedouin, as you know, the Bedouin who came to the masjid and urinated in the masjid, some of them they use this as a proof to say, look, this is, this is a proof to show that, you know, it's only water that purifies. Sheikh, he mentions that um, in that time, those uh, other substances that we have present with us today were not around in that time. Were not around in that time. And there's no doubt that it's possible that that could have been left, that you're right, could have been left and through time, through time, um, with the sun, with wind and so on, it could have been purified. It could have been purified. However, water, that time, that situation, and because the people are in need of praying in that location, the masjid is small and so on, the fastest thing that removes it is water. So the Prophet commanded with pouring water over the urine in that area. Uh, because no that water is the origin, it is fast in removing the impure, impurity. And so the Sheikh mentions that this itself cannot be used to, to rule out the other substances. Whatever 
brings about that hukum, which itself, as we've mentioned, is, is not what is intended, whether it is petrol, whether it is uh, oil, steam, sun, wind, all of that. As long as it, it, it brings something back to, it, to its original state of being pure, then that is what is most important. Now, and so that seems to be the strongest position. Wallah ta'ala Now, Now, but uh, important for us to know um, if you're ever in a situation where um, you question whether you could use a particular substance, some liquid that you have, very liquid, whatever it may be, soap, uh, washing powder, all of that. Um, that seems to be the stronger position. And I'm almost best. التي تجب إزالتها إما أن تكون على وجه الأرض وما اتصل بها من الحيطان والأحواض والصخور فهذه يكفي في تطهيرها غسلة واحدة تذهب بعين النجاسة بمعنى أنها تغمر بالماء يصبه عليها مرة واحدة. بأمره صلى الله عليه وسلم بصب الماء على بول الأعرابي الذي بال في المسجد وكذا إذا غمرت بماء المطر والسيول فإذا زالت النجاسة بصب الماء عليها أو بماء المطر النازل أو الجاري عليها كفى ذلك في تطهيرها وإن كانت النجاسة على غير الأرض وما اتصل بها فإن كانت من كلب أو خنزير وما تولد منهما فتطهيرها بسبع غسلات إحداهن بالتراب بأن يجعل التراب مع إحدى الغسلات بقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا ولغ الكلب في إناء أحدكم فليغسله سبعا أولاهن بالتراب رواه مسلم وغيره وهذا الحكم عام في الإناء وغيره كالثياب والفرش وإن كانت غير نجاسة كلب أو خنزير كالبول والغائط والدم ونحوها فإنها تغسل بالماء مع الفرك والعصر حتى تزول فلا يبقى لها عين ولا لون in such a case, it is sufficient to remove such impurity by washing it only once, i.e. to pour water once until it covers the impure object. As the Prophet ﷺ ordered to pour a bucket of water over the urine of the Bedouin who had urinated in the, mas in the masjid, such an impurity is naturally removed when covered with rainwater or floods. So long as the impure object is removed by pouring water or by rainwater or floods, it is sufficient to deem the area concerned pure. On the other hand, impurity may not be related to the ground, the floor or what is connected to them, such as the impurity caused by dogs, swine or what is related to them. In this case, the impure object must be washed seven times, one of them with earth, for the Prophet said, When a dog licks a utensil belonging to any one of you, let him wash it seven times, the first of them with earth, 
related by Muslim and other compilers of hadith. Still, this ruling is not restricted to utensils. It is also applicable to clothes, sheets, and the like. If the impure object is related to neither dots nor swine, such as urine, stool, blood, and the like, it has to be washed, rubbed, and rubbed out until it is completely removed, leaving neither sign nor color. Now, so these are the najasat, uh, those impure substances that it is obligatory to uh, remove. Uh, the Sheikh mentioned at the beginning, those things that are connected to the earth, those things that are connected to the earth, and that which is connected to the earth, uh, such as the hitan, yani, uh, the walls, wal ahwab, yani basins and so on, uh, was sukhur, rocks and stones and so on. So these things here are connected to the earth. But then we have those things that are yani, separate, detached from the earth. Um, and so the Sheikh mentioned uh, those things that yani, um, the the dog and the swine yani, come into contact with. Uh, and so here the Sheikh is not referring to the earth. What, what's he referring to? Huh? Naam, but what do they come in contact with? Huh? Not the walls. Utensils, al-awani, utensils and so on. Utensils and maybe furniture and any of those things around us. Now, as Sheikh, he mentioned the, 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 the proof for that. He mentioned the, the, state, the statement of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, If the dog, if it's saliva, if it's saliva, uh, yani, uh, happens to fall into uh, one, uh, in, uh, yani, uh, uh, utensil of, of one of you, let him wash, wash it. So, yani seven times with water. Uh, the first wash being with turab, being with dust and the dirt of the earth. Mm. Uh, here, the scholars they discuss whether, based on this hadith, yani, so is it a must that the first wash is with dust? Because here we have that mentioned here. However, uh, there's also a wording. Um, one of them, one of those seven washes with, with, um, with dirt, with, with dust, uh, which benefits us with the meaning that as long as one of them, as long as one of them, it doesn't matter whether it's the first wash, or whether the end or in the middle, as long as one of them is with the earth. Now, so this, this ruling here is connected to not just the utensils, but also those things that are yani, connected to us, such as thiab, thiab clothes and so on. It's possible that the dog's saliva uh, yani, uh, comes into contact with your clothes and so on. Uh, now, uh, now, and then the Sheikh mentioned um, the, yani, um, the, the um, way in how one, one uh, purifies those matters that are disconnected from the earth how one goes about purifying that. As for the earth, going back to the earth, those things connected to the earth, walls, uh, basins, and rocks, and so on, stones, how do we purify? Just pour water once, just as long as yeah, uh, water is, 
is, is poured over once, it doesn't have to be seven times, and that najasa is removed. As for those things disconnected to the earth, utensils, clothes, and so on, what's the way in how we do that? The 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 the, uh, the utensils with the dog with the dog and the uh, with the dog and the swine seven times seven times now seven times and one of them with Torah with with with, uh, with the earth now uh, and then the sheikh he mentions other than the kalb and the khanzir other than the dog and the swine and he he says kalbaul bowl is referring to urine al ghaiq is Defecation, stool. What dam? What dam? Blood. فَإِنَّهَا تُغْسَلْ بِالْمَاءِ فَإِنَّهَا تُغْسَلْ بِالْمَاءِ They are washed with water. مَعَ الْفَرْكِ مَعَ الْفَرْكِ فَرْك is to rub. To rub. Uh, to rub now. وَالْعَصْرِ is to, uh, to press and to squeeze. And to wring. حَتَّى تَزُولْ Up until that impurity removes. فَلَا يَبْقَى لَهَا عَيْنْ وَلَا وَلَا لَوْنْ So nothing remains from that impurity. وَلَا لَوْنْ وَلَا لَوْنْ Which means? Color. Lawn. But then that uh, raises a question for us. Um, how many times you try to wash something, you've got blood on it. And you're sure the smell and everything else has gone except for the color. The color is just, you know, as I say, those stubborn stains, stubborn, real stubborn. Huh? So, what about that there now in this situation? Throw it away. It was an expensive garment as well. Maybe your best garment as well. Designer, maybe. Huh? Be Allah's which was able. What do you do? Throw it away? You want to throw it away? Your best stub. Just the stain, so we're talking about the stain. So what do we do? do is it, can we pray in that? Can we, can we still use it? No. We couldn't use it because the, the, this, this is something which is difficult. This is something which is difficult. The removal of the stain completely, the stains are stubborn. The, 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 the color, stubborn, as is, as is well known and we've experienced many of us. Not especially white. A white thought of yours, get that stain on it. It doesn't go. So here, the uh, loan is yu'fa and it's pardoned. Uh, and we have the hadith, the hadith of Abu Harara, when uh, Khawla bint uh, Isar, uh, wherein um, uh, she, she mentioned uh, to the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, she said, uh, Ya Rasulullah, Laysa li illa thawb wahid. Laysa li illa thawb wahid. I don't have except for one garment, and subhanAllah that's a reminder to us that you look for how many of us, how many garments we have. Here we have the sah- Sahabiya, this female companion of the Messenger of Allah mentioned I don't have except one thobe. That's it. That's the only thing I've got, the only garment I've got. We've got wardrobes, wardrobes, blessings um, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Laysa li illa thobe wahid wa'ahid fi and I menstruate and I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman, I menstruate and blood gets onto the garment. Um, so the Messenger of Allah, of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, Thaghsili, wash it, Thumma Salli Fi, wash it, and then pray in it. 
And then she said, فَإِن لَمْ يَخْرُجِ الدَّمْ فَإِن لَمْ يَخْرُجِ الدَّمْ What if the blood doesn't wash away? Stain, what if it doesn't wash away? So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, يَقْفِيكْ غَسْلِ الدَّمْ وَلَا يَذُرُّكْ وَلَا يَذُرُّكِ أَثَرُهُ It suffices you to wash the blood. وَلَا يَذُرُّكِ أَثَرُهُ uh, and its stain doesn't, will, will not harm you. Stain will not harm you. هذا وصلى الله عليه وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين.